What's up, guys? Welcome back to SRA to episode number two. I titled this one SOS. I am emotional. Um, today, that's exactly what we're going to be talking about, emotions. Um, throughout our lives and our traumas, we come face to face with different versions of ourselves. I feel like if we think back to a year ago, most of us would say we face so much that we are completely different people. And sometimes I think that we can either view that from a great standpoint or we can have a lens where we feel weaker. And so I kind of just want to talk about a few things today. I want to talk about the lenses that we see ourselves through, um, realignment with our trust and our faith and emotions in general. I think that growing up, I have um, an older brother and a younger brother, and I was always around boys because of that and playing sports and all of that like being emotional I don't think is ever taught to us from a young age that it's a good thing I think that it makes us feel like we're weaker um and transparently like that's something that I myself have felt before like having all these emotions and trying to sort through them and figure them out so that I'm able to teach my daughters which is Honestly, like the biggest goal between me and God with SRA is not only to help other women, but one day I want my daughters, I want to be able to teach my daughters that emotions aren't a bad thing, that God gave us these emotions and Jesus, who is half God on earth, felt emotions. And it's not a bad thing as long as you learn how to work through them and how to be in charge of your emotions, right? Because I think too often do we read posts online that talk about emotions and sensitivity and all of this stuff. And if you're not careful, you know, the things that you look at online, um, those quotes that we read about emotions, they can just put you in a box. Like I think yesterday I was looking and scrolling and I read something that talked about just being like introverted and then you're having a great time until out of out of nowhere your anxiety hits in. And while I feel like a lot of us have been through moments like that, if you're not currently going through that kind of a moment, reading something like that could easily trigger you, right? So back to what I was saying before, um, emotions are not a bad thing as long as we learn how to handle them, but handle them in a good way. So this is actually the second time recording this because I just feel like God put in my heart something special throughout the week that I really wanted to talk about. It's like a clinical side to stuff too and a God side to things too. So as I've been sorting out through my emotions over the past couple of years and really just coming like face to face with the fact that I was never taught how to deal with certain emotions you know we're all taught as kids to be happy or to be sad Um, we don't really get into like what it feels to be um, discouraged or let down or you know just all these other complex emotions and I feel obviously that from my last episode you know our families thank god they were able to get us to the U.S. in my case and that was their main focus. You know, they wanted their children to succeed. Um, and I think my parents did a great job at raising me. My mom has always been like a best friend to me growing up, but 
we all go through these stages where we are prideful and we don't want to discuss those emotions. So I think in my case, I didn't really learn um, what repression or suppression was, right? Until I was face-to-face with my own trauma, which I think a lot of us adults are dealing with. I think that as we raise our kids and um, just grow like if you're not a mom yet and you're growing up and you're getting to this point where you're in relationship with someone else like relationships in general with our kids with our spouses with whom we're dating with our friendships um it's until we face these traumas and hardships and trials that we go through that we learn about what repression and suppression actually means and what it feels like to go through so repression is unconscious it's when you're blocking all of those unpleasant emotions impulses or memories and it's just basically something that we unconsciously do to help minimize whatever we're going through and then suppression becomes suppression because it's something that you are willfully doing like you are deliberately trying to forget about whatever that was painful kind of like just having this huge block towards this part of your life, right? Not ready to face it. And there's signs that our body shows us this. So signs of oppression can be having bad dreams where you're thinking about it or slips of the tongue where you start to say things that, you know, might just blurt out of nowhere. Or I don't know if you've ever just been in a conversation with someone and then you just out of nowhere are talking about something that's really personal or you just start crying and you're like, whoa, where did Like, where did that come from? But those are signs of repressing feelings and emotions that you haven't dealt with yet, right? And then suppression, the one that you do voluntarily, that's um, something that I've gone through where I suppressed basically my loss for the first year and a half to two. Um, That's when you are consciously making an effort to not even face it. And so that can be PTSD. You can also go through memory loss and the same um, signs of repression, the dreams, the tongue, the phobias, all those things. So why am I talking about those things? Because I think number one, it's important that we all come to a place of grace with ourselves. You know, um, we all me including myself like we all go through different life stories right and so through these stories we're trying to figure out who we are we're trying to figure out who fits in and who doesn't and and along the way you know we all suppress emotions we all repress emotions because we can't just say what we want to say sometimes and maybe that's good because it's not always something that's thought out beforehand um but repression and suppression no matter what it's not a good thing your body starts to show signs of it um and then you start wondering you know why am i at this place where every little thing is bothering me and one give yourself grace girl it's it's something we all go through but two you know recognizing that is a strength recognizing that like okay maybe i'm going a little too far with being mad at so-and-so or I'm making decisions that are just off the hinges or I'm saying things maybe I shouldn't be saying right now. Like those are just little earthly signs like, okay, I need to pause and take a moment and recognize that I've been suppressing and repressing some stuff. So that means that there's something below the surface that I need to work with. 
And um, my therapist would always tell me, Michelle, just like take mini micro breaks. Like micro breaks literally can be a couple minutes of the day, but just ask yourself, what do you need right now? And man, did that help. Like something so practical. And that's probably going to be my challenge of this podcast that you guys take a few moments out of your day throughout the day and ask yourself, what do you need? And pay attention because I feel like God will show you that. I feel like your spirit will show you like, hey, you just need a hug right now. Or you might just need like 10 minutes of silence. But our bodies have a way of talking to us. And I think, I mean, that's pretty cool within itself. So we can go into feeling emotional as a, oh no, I'm not the same person I used to be, therefore I'm weaker, or we can go into it thinking, okay, like I have power over these emotions. I have power over these thoughts. Like I understand what I'm doing right now. I get it. I'm repressing stuff. So then I can now move forward. Right. And so when I was going through therapy, my therapist would talk to me because I had a lot of, um, GI stuff when it came to like stress, my stomach was just out of its hinges, right? And so I would go to doctors and they would tell me nothing is wrong until I found out there was something wrong in my stomach. And thankfully we got that resolved. But my therapist told me about the vagus nerve and how it travels from your brain down to your feet and how it can how it can literally be signaled by the stress in your body and the inflammation of your organs because of the stress you're going through. And while this may seem super random to even mention, um, part of my healing and part of my process of understanding like I am not weak is putting a name to things. So I'll think that I was, before I would think, oh, I'm so weak, like my stomach, I'm going crazy. Uh, My emotions are just high off the walls. And it felt like I had no power over them. And I think that's the biggest thing for me. Like once I found out at a doctor's office, like, hey, there is something wrong with your stomach paired with whatever you're going through. You're not crazy. Like everyone was trying to label me as, and guys, you're not crazy, please. That word... (laughs) We need to get rid of that word because you're not crazy. We're just emotional and we've not been taught to handle it, right? And so now we're in this process where we're learning to handle it. We're growing up. We're figuring out all these things. So that's why I'm here, girl. That's why I'm here. That's why I want to talk first about repression, suppression, talk about the vagus nerve, your amygdala, all of that stuff that I encourage you to check out. I do. And so why emotions? Why do we hate them? (laughs) Because we feel and we've been programmed to think that it's weaker, right? And it's in reality, it's not. Like if you're able to handle and own your emotions and you're able to speak to your emotions, oh my gosh, like what a powerful, powerful thing that you're going to be able to do. So I want to talk about where those emotions often come from because For me, when I think about like stress and anxiety, it's usually paired with the not knowing, right? And so throughout the pandemic and throughout just motherhood and the unknown, and yeah, I'm already thinking about Frozen. So (laughs) as we step forward and, you know, we walk into the unknown, um, it's normal and natural to have these emotions of, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where we're going to go. I don't know what we're going to do. A lot of unknowns that we can almost make certainty 
our idol, right? So we can put like the fact that we need everything to be certain, the fact that we need to be in control of it all, the fact that our hand has to be on top of it. Like I know if that was my thing for a long time and I, through time with God and the Holy Spirit speaking to me, it was like, Michelle, like you're making certainty like the biggest idol of your life. Like where is there space to have any faith? And because of that anxiety and because of that um, anger that I had because things weren't within my grasp, I couldn't be in control Oh my gosh, I hated being emotional, (laughs) but I was, I was like super emotional at that point, but again, I wasn't handling it in a healthy way, and so through spending time with God and all of that, I started to realize like, okay, like a lot of my anxiety, a lot of my sadness, a lot of my feelings that I'm going through right now, you know, I had to tell myself, one, they're normal right? They're normal emotions to have. But when you have them to the extremity where they become a insane amount of anxiety where you feel it in your body and your stress, um, that's when we have to ask ourselves, you know, why? Why am I having these emotions right now? Like, why are they this strong? Because we can all have emotions, right? But when our emotions are leading us towards crying and being afraid every single day and not being able to see the other side, not be able to see um, the God that provides for your home, the God that's taking care of your health and your children's health and your family's health, the God who has helped you through all these things before in your past, the God who has called you into goodness, the God who has amazing plans for your life. Like When we're at a point where we can't see that side You know, I was in that point for a long time through COVID because I was going through my therapy. I was learning to heal. I was learning to get better, but there wasn't that trust yet. And I want to say that that's okay. Like, I want to speak to you, person that is listening, girlfriend, it is okay that you are struggling and you're wrestling through your faith and you're trusting God again, because it's so easy, I think, sometimes to hear someone say like, trusting God. But it's hard when you're really going through it. You know, you're facing so many different obstacles. And I think that's what makes our walk with God so beautiful because you'll never know how deep it is until you dive deep into it, until you're willing to have, um, you know, that time where it says in the Bible, how you go into a room, you close the door behind you and you intentionally spend that time with God. And so for me, it meant realigning my trust with God. And understanding that I couldn't make certainty my God. I couldn't, there was no space for God to work if I needed to have my hands on everything, you know? And so when I talk about emotions and emotions not being bad, I had to understand that I had to pour out those emotions with God. You know, like we all have those emotions. It doesn't matter if there's a speaker on stage or someone who's never talked publicly before we all wrestle through these emotions that we go through where we feel like our body doesn't look a certain way or we feel sad because our life doesn't look like the people around us or whatever your story is those are real true emotions that are okay those are valid for you to have and thoughts that you have however letting them live inside of your brain, letting them live inside your heart. If you make a home for those things, then everything that you do is going to come from those things, right? And so if we learn to realign our trust in God and like 
bring that at the feet of the Father. Be willing to get to the nasty, dirty parts of ourselves with the shame and the doubt and all the emotions and things that we go through because we don't always feel at the top of our game. We don't always feel like we're great moms. We don't always feel like we're beautiful. And you know, those are lies from the enemy that he tries to plant inside of your heart. And friend, I want to tell you today that those don't belong there. Those belong at the feet of the father. Those belong in your quiet time with God. And if you haven't done that, I encourage you to just put on some worship music, go into a room alone, sit for five, 10 minutes, but like be intentional. Don't be on your phone looking at other stuff. Come to God and say, God, this is the heavy stuff that's on my heart. And I know it doesn't belong there because I know that your word and your truth and in the Bible, it talks about me being a free daughter, me being beautiful, me being a masterpiece, me being celebrated by you, me having worth and purpose and value. Like those are the things that God says about you. So when we can bring that to the feet of the father, all of our shame and our doubts, we can leave it there right? So we can leave it with God. We can tell him, God, these are the things that I'm going through right now. These are the emotions I'm having right now. And I need to just leave them at your feet. Because once we leave them at our feet, one, we feel a heck of a lot lighter, right? (laughs) Two, we are now giving the space for God to be in control of our situation that we're going through. We're allowing God to speak into our hearts, into our life, And then we're building that trust up with him again. Like if I can give God all those dirty things, right? And he can hear me and I can understand that God loves me, even though I feel these things, he just wants to renew me and restore me and get my mind to think about the positive things he has for me. And he wants to work with me to work on what I'm going through because you're going to leave it at God's feet, but he's going to empower you to continue so that next time those thoughts come again, you know what to do, you know to come to him and you know to release it and you know to not let it live in your heart, right? So emotions aren't bad if we learn how to handle them correctly, if we learn where to go when we need help. And so that helps us build our trust with God and then that helps us realign our faith and the understanding that, you know, it's a learning curve. It's definitely not something that you're just going to, feel comfortable doing right away. I was talking to a friend this week and I was saying, you know, the connection that we have with God, the connection that we have to release some like negative emotions, it's not natural. Like it's something that we have to be super intentional and work really hard to do because if we don't, like we drift. And you know, I put the, the, the metaphor, the thought of being in the ocean. If you've ever been in the ocean, you're looking out to shore and you have um, your towel and all your things on the shore and you're just right there hanging out in the sun, having a great time. And then 10 minutes go by and you look in front of yourself and you're about like half a mile away <laughs> because you drifted. And it's not because you were doing anything wrong, but it's because you weren't being intentional about being where you're at. And so if you're not intentional about being where you're at, you're going to drift. And that goes for anyone and including myself. Like if I'm not constantly coming to a place where I'm like, oh my gosh, God, like 
today I don't feel like I've been a good mom and I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with that. If I don't give that to God, I'm going to carry that around in my heart for a lot longer than I needed to. And then the consequences of that are going to be, you know, my kids seeing a grumpy mom and then also not being able to talk to my kids about emotions. So I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. The three-year-old obviously is like a three-major right now. She... (laughs) She's going through her own stuff and those kind of in-depth conversations are not ones that we're having yet. But my five-year-old, she's like me. She is highly sensitive, right? And so when she feels, she feels hard. And I talk to her and I, I, it's funny through my relationship with her, I like to think about like, how would God treat me in a certain situation? And I won't say I'm perfect for sure. I've had my moments, but lately I've been so much more intentional about like being in front of her, putting my hands over her saying, honey, it's okay. Like, it's okay to feel what you're feeling. Take a deep breath. You know, let's talk about this. Let's talk about why you're dealing with this. Why are you frustrated? It's okay. And actually using words like frustrated, not just are you happy or sad. And it like brings a little shine to my heart even when she says she's frustrated because look at this little five-year-old emotionally, (laughs) emotional strong girl who's like, I'm frustrated because I tried to do this, but this isn't working out. I'm like, that's okay, you know? Sometimes we all plan and we make our plans and we think everyone else has their plans and everyone's perfect and they know what's gonna happen and then, you know, you realize that that's not the case for anyone, not myself, not any other mom around you or family member, that life looks perfect. You know, we can have our plans, but God is the one who's in control of our steps for sure, 100% of the way. So... I guess that would be my challenge for you guys today. Ask yourself, what is it that you need a few times a day? But also, I challenge you to go and have that quiet time with God. Like I've mentioned before, I love journaling. Um, I was not a journaler before. I was told to journal and I was against it until I finally did. Journaling is what is like changing the game for me because one, it's helped me slow down. It's helped me like register my emotions and three, it's helped me think about what I'm thinking about. Like there's no rush. There's no pressure of somebody asking me because sometimes we just need that. Like if we're not in therapy every single week or every month, you know, we need to release those emotions. And sometimes we don't feel like we can release all of them to our spouse because I mean, at the moment they're about them and we need to... (laughs) wrestle with how we feel so that we can bring it to them with love but sometimes we're going through our own things and journaling for me has really helped me to slow down um, and look back and see what my emotions have been and what they have been going through and then um, the last thing I wanted to talk about and and just encourage you is that this new version of you, you might think it's weaker right so I thought I was I was literally telling Carlos a month ago, Uh, man, like sometimes I just hate how I am now. And he caught me. He's like, don't say that. I was like, I know, but I had to discover why. Right. So I kept saying before, I just hate that I'm like this. And it's moments where I don't know, I have three or four things going on that day. I feel like I can't handle anymore. And then I realized 
okay, God is trying to talk to me. So when I went to journal, God was like, I want you to write a list, Michelle. Tell me why you don't like yourself right now. And the list would have been like 50 points long, right? And then I felt like I was like, okay, well, now I want you to write why this new version of yourself is good. Like, talk about the good stuff. Where's that? So then I started my list and it was so much harder to write this list. And you know why? Because it literally was breaking down like my flesh, the way my ego is set up about myself, right? So the new version of myself needs more help from people, needs to have micro breaks and check in with myself, needs to have that time alone with God, needs to have boundaries. And that new version of myself cannot be perfect. I mean, guys, (laughs) ask yourself the same reason why you might not like your emotional self. It's usually because we need help, right? And so being Miss Superwoman, I was like, no wonder why I don't like this version because this version totally obliterates my ego. I cannot be a savior to the world and I cannot be perfect, right? I have to do everything. I mean... Guys, it was like God's sweet way of showing me like this new version of you is a good version of you. So don't count yourself out. Uh, Build a foundation on me and just keep coming to me. Keep trusting in me. Allow me to help you to navigate through your emotions because emotions are not bad. I mean, before it was like SOS, I'm sinking. Now it's like, okay, this is what I'm going through. This is what's happening God, let me bring this to your feet. Let me know your truth. Let me navigate through this because I have to sometimes just verbally say out loud, like I'm in control of my thoughts. I'm in control of my emotions and I can get through this because I've had my nights, you know, where I'm laying down and I have so many thoughts and I feel like my brain won't stop. And I'm just like, okay, no, I need to like pray and I'll pray and I'll say out loud, like I'm in control of my thoughts and sometimes I pray against the enemy I'm like listen Satan like I don't care what thoughts you're putting in my head I know that these thoughts are not from God and so I cancel these thoughts in the name of Jesus and I just pray God can cover me with his angels and his blood take care of my mind filter out any negative thoughts like those are the the weapons that we have that we can carry which I'll get into in another episode but um, a verse I wanted to bring up was Isaiah 61.1. It says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind the brokenhearted and to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison for those who are bound. To me, I felt like that was God just saying, like, I'm here to bind a broken heart. I'm here to free you from the prison of your mind that we can all have because of that God of certainty, right? Or the idol of certainty. So some truths, some things that I feel God's been telling me lately personally has just been, it's okay. You're my daughter. You're in transition. I am taking care of you. And I hope that you guys can hear these as like truths that God is not just speaking to me, but to you too. I feel like God is saying, you can count on me. Emotions are not bad. 
let it all out on me. Let me take on that burden. Let me hear where your heart is. Let me hear what you're struggling with. And let me just be a friend to you. Let me hear you. Let me be alongside you. I think we sometimes think of, you know, God being so far away or where is he? And in reality, he's always around us just waiting on us to speak. So there is no emotion you can't hide from God. And there's nothing that you can't tell him that he doesn't already know. There is not a moment that you can't fully beat yourself with God. So wrestle with him. Wrestle in your beliefs and your emotions. Go into that ring with God because he's the best teammate. Um, and yeah, I just would love to encourage you guys with that today. Emotions are not a bad thing as long as we <laughs> learn to navigate them and be in control of them. See you next time, SRA.